It is Friday night, and that can mean one thing and one thing only. It's time for some high school football, so we do have scores coming up next. We also have some news regarding recruitment, so stay tuned to the A-Train Sports Talk podcast with your conductor, Anthony Smith, and that show is starting next. The A-Train Sports Talk podcast, Anthony Smith, your conductor. Welcome to another edition of the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your conductor here, Anthony Smith. And we are looking at a developing story here. We do have high school scores to pass along to you. But one of the things we want to look at, you know, there's been a lot going on or a lot has been kind of kept quiet with the Wichita State situation and campus's Sterling Chapman announces decommitment from Wichita State. So before I get you the scores, I think it's important I get you this news and we will follow this story as it unfolds. But just over a month since announcing his intent to continue his basketball career, at Wichita State campus star Sterling Chapman tells KWCH's Bracken Jones that he will be reopening his recruitment and decommitting from the Shockers. Says, I committed and I was ready to go play. It was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders, Chapman said, but then all of the allegations came out and right now I don't really know what is going on at the college that I'm supposed to go to or my next step. Chapman, the reigning Class 6A Player of the Year, announced his commitment to the hometown Shockers live with KWCH on October 6th. Just days later, national outlets broke stories that Wichita State head coach Greg Marshall was accused of misconduct toward players and coaches, including punching Shaq Morris, as reported by stadium's Jeff Goodman. The stories prompted an internal investigation into the matter by Wichita State one that the results are not yet announced. Reports surfaced from Goodman and CBS Sports earlier in the week that the school and Marshall would be parting ways, but the school has yet to confirm those reports. Kind of nerve-wracking with the situation, not really knowing who will be the coach when I get there, Chapman added. Coach Marshall has been nothing but respectful to us, the entire staff too. We understand things like this can happen, but at this particular time, we have to keep a cool head, said Chapman's father, Les. Becoming the Shockers' first and only commitment in the 2021 class, Chapman chose to attend Wichita State over Tulsa, SMU, and Grand Canyon University. And despite the announcement, Chapman notes that the Shockers are not out of the running as they watch the investigation play out. During his junior season, the six foot five guard averaged 17.7 points and 6.5 rebounds per game, earning ABCTL League MVP honors over the summer. Fans voted him as the state's top boys basketball player in the annual 
Catch It Kansas Catchy Awards. Campus was considered favorite to take home the Classic Safe State Championship held at Wichita State this past spring, reaching the Final Four with a perfect 23-0 record. That was before the coronavirus pandemic forced the cancellation of the state tournament. Now a senior, Chapman will lead the Colts as they seek their first title in school history in 2021. So there you have that report to get things started. And now we will pull up the scoreboard because we had some football tonight in the state of Kansas. It is playoff time. So we are going to look at Class 6A first and Olathe North knocks off Blue Valley 28 to 21 Blue Valley North knocks off Shawnee Mission Northwest 36 Derby cruises past Lawrence by a score of 40 to 20 while unfortunately Wichita East season came to an end, but it was a remarkable season for the homegrown team as they got knocked off by Junction City by a score of 49-42, to 42, which now takes us to Class 5A. Acquaintance manhandles Blue Valley Southwest 32-7, while Mill Valley squeaks past DeSoto 16 to 13. Bishop Carroll gets past Mays 49 to 35. While Wichita Northwest was in a battle up until the last quarter, and they held off Capen 26 to 14, which Capen was another remarkable story. Looking at the game on paper, you figure they would give Northwest all they could handle. And like I said, Northwest comes away with the 26-14 victory. The type of victory that Wichita and Northwest actually need because the competition is only going to get stiffer. So the teams you have left that will be playing in the semifinals of the 5A playoffs, yeah, Wichita Northwest, Bishop Carroll, Acquaintance, and Mill Valley. And those teams will be playing next week for their spot in the state championship. So now we move on to class 4A and St. James cruises past Baser Linwood 56 to 35. Bishop Meage had no problems with Tonganoxie as they knocked them off 38 to 7. Arc City squeaks by Omega 21 to 20 while the Bull Pups from McPherson gets by Bueller 28-21. So that final four is shaping up as St. James, McPherson, Bishop Meage, and Arc City. Class 3A. Turn to Compton. 
Cruises past Prairie View, 49 to 14. Holton has no problem with Frontenac. Manhandling them, 42 to 6. Andale blinks Raleigh County, 42 to 0. While Collegiate gets past southeast of Saline, 27 to 21. So the teams left now, and they will be punching their ticket for a state playoff berth. Perry McCompton, Andale, Holton, and Collegiate. Now we go to 2A. Rossville slams Pitt Colgan 56-7. Nemaha Central pitches a shutout as they get past Osage City 7-0. Beloit knocks off Haven 32-26. And Hoisington gets past Garden Plain by a score of 28-14. So the final teams left there punching their tickets for the final for the state championship will be Rossville, Beloit, Nemaha Central, Hoisington. In 1A, we had a forfeit as Opie is rewarded the victory over Uniontown. Linden beats Centralia 26-14. Oakley blanks Smith Center 20-0, while Inman puts the pedal to the metal and blows past Conway Springs 46-6. So, the teams that are left who will be playing for a right to play in the state championship, Opie, Oakley, Linden, Inman, and this is for a berth in the state title game. Now we move over to 8-man Division 2, Little River, Push the pedal to the middle as they blow past Chase County, 70-0. In a more closely contested game, Madison gets past Canton Galvin, 34-24. Wichita County blanks Attica, Argonia, 52-0. Mahoxie cruises past Gossel, 58-12. So that final four is looking like this. Little River, Wichita County, Madison, Hoaxie. Now, eight-man division two. Two games. So their championship game most likely is going to look like this after I read these scores. Hanover knocks off Colony Crest 48-0, while Lebo, while Frankfurt knocks off Lebo 46-40 which that's going to set the game between Hanover and Frankfurt, if I'm looking at this correct. Well, I take that back. We also have Victoria getting past Wheatland Grinnell, 44-26, while it's showing Caldwell and St. Francis as scheduled. So what we do know is Victoria, Hanover, and Frankfurt have advanced and we're waiting word on Caldwell versus St. Francis. If we don't get that back to you tonight, 
you'll definitely know what's going on next week as we will have the lineups for the games that will be slated. So there is your high school football scoreboard. Friday night blitz, as I would like to call it. And can you believe we've almost made it through an entire high school football season? Once again, that game between Northwest and Capon, I had the chance to listen to it. Capon pretty much gave Northwest all they could handle. Northwest just had a little bit more gas in the tank. Coming up with some timely plays at the right time. But it was also a game that Northwest needed so they would be tested moving forward as they play in the semifinal game next week. What we're what I'm trying to do now, I am trying to, since we have a very abbreviated scoreboard, trying to get the some more basketball news concerning Wichita State. Only this time, it's the women's program as. Today was National Signing Day. And they inked some players. And we are trying to Pull that up right now. And we are slowly efforting that. As the women's team appeared to have definitely inked some players, one from right here in the Wichita area. So what we're going to do right now is we are going to go ahead and take a break slipping away from my sponsor and when I come back I shall have that information for you so stay tuned to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your conductor Anthony Smith
Welcome back, and I hope you have your tickets, and I hope you're strapped in because uh, this train will take you on a journey, and there's no telling where we may end up at. But welcome back to this segment as we will now look at four young ladies that signed their national letters of intent to play Coach Adams at Wichita State University. And look like as she gets settled in the program, she's beginning to start getting the type of players that she wants. And she's also basically getting some hometown flavor. Wichita State women's basketball and head coach Keitha Adams announced the signing of four student-athletes to a national letter of intent Thursday morning. Ella Anshu, Jane Asindi, Nong Bosch, and Jazlee Wahi completed their NLIs to become members of the Wichita State basketball program. So let's start first with Ella Anshu, Wichita, Kansas, 6'4 forward. Ella Anshu made the choice to stay home and play for the Shockers. The Wichita native will join the program after a decorated prep career at Cape and Mount Carmel. She is a three-star recruit and rated the number three prospect in the state of Kansas by World Exposure Report. Anshu is coming off a junior campaign where she averaged a double-double of 20 points and 10 rebounds per game while also blocking three shots a game. She is a two-time first-team All-State performer and two-time first-team All-City honoree as well. And she will have lettered all four years in basketball while being named team captain three times. Before concentrating solely on basketball, Anshu played volleyball and softball for the Crusaders. Off the court, she is a member of the National Honor Society, the Cape and Student Athlete Leadership Program, and is on the board for the Crusader Advocacy Program. She has also been on the Superior Honor Roll all four years of high school. Anshu is the daughter of Todd and Kimberly Anshu. She has five siblings, brothers Will, Nick, and Grady, sisters Adeline, and Greta. She plans on majoring in health sciences at Wichita State. Coach Adams on Anshu, we are very excited to have Ella join our program. She brings a lot of intangibles that will help our program. I love that she can shoot the ball both inside and out at her height. She has a good basketball IQ, great work ethic, and a winning mentality. Jane Ascendi, Impala, Uganda, a six foot one forward. Jane Ascendi comes becomes the second player to sign with Wichita State from Grayson College, where former assistant coach Bill DeMuth is currently the head coach. She is the 18th rated player in the World Exposure Report JUCO rankings. Ascendi was named the Conference Freshman of the Year while 
also earning all-conference and all-region honors for Grayson. She averaged 13.4 points and 8.8 rebounds while shooting 53.9% from the field. Sunday scored a career-high 26 points on February 8, 2020 versus Southwestern Christian College to go with 12 rebounds. Sunday pulled down a season-high 17 rebounds twice and finished with 14 finished with 14 games with 10 or more rebounds. She is the daughter of Aloka Crespin and Janet Athenio. Asende has one brother, Etienne David, and one sister, Caroline Otto. She plans on majoring in business at Wichita State. Coach Adams on Asende, Jane is one of the top junior college post players in the country. Her skill set and athleticism are very good. She will make us better. Nung Bosch, Barcelona, Spain, five or seven guard. Nung Bosch continues to run, continues the run of international players to join the Shockers program since Adams took over four years ago. Bosch is a four-year starter and captain for her school's INS Joan Caramings in Barcelona, a member of the Spain under-18 team. Bosch averaged 10.6 points and was named the Catalan League MVP. She is the daughter of Jaqueen Bosch Torrance and Marta Duran Villa. Bosch has one brother, Quim Bosch Pianado. Coach Adams on Bosch. Nung, Nung hat is a passionate and competitive point guard. She is a great passer, an excellent decision maker, and an outstanding shooter. Jez Lee Wahi, Hamilton, New Zealand, 5'8 guard. Jez Lee Wahi makes the third international signee of the class. Wahi calls New Zealand home, where she will wrap up her career at St. Peter's School, St. Peter's School, Cambridge. A four-year starter, Wahi averaged 25 points and eight rebounds and four assists last season. She has been a standout on the New Zealand under-17 national team where she racked up MVP and tournament team honors three times. At the New Zealand under-17 national A group tournament, Wahi set career best in points, 45, rebounds, 12, and steals, 7. She is the daughter of Ruben and Miss Pawahi and has three brothers, Azra, Canyon, and Jordan, and one sister, Kayla. She plans to major in business management at Wichita State. Coach Adams on Wahi. When we say Jazz Lee, I immediately think toughness. I coached a young lady from New Zealand who actually told us about her. She has an excellent skill set with blue collar mentality. So there you have the happenings for the Wichita State women's basketball team. Just giving them a little bit of love on my podcast. But they're part of Shocker Nation. And we're, we are still keeping our eyes and ears open as to what may happen at with the men's basketball program. But unfortunately, 
Billy Chapman, under the circumstances, you don't blame him, decided to reopen his recruitment. And since we're now basically talking a little bit of college hoops, this came out last week, so I may as well bring it to you now. Actually, Let me let's take a look at their hopefully we can pull up their schedule. see last year's schedule, but I'm not seeing this year's. Of course, I'm pretty sure there are still some things that they're working on, but one thing we can tell you is that last year this team put up a 16-15 and 15 record. They were one game over 500, 79 in the conference. They were 9-6 and six at home and 5-7 and seven away from home on neutral courts. They broke even at two and two. So this year they're looking to improve upon that record. And to me, I don't know right now who is the favorite in that conference, but we are, I am going to pull that up. And we're about to look at that right now. As we look at news about the AAC women's And I'm not sure why this is bringing up the American, the ACC. I need the AAC.
And there we go. And unfortunately, we're still not able to effort that because I am getting some outdated information. So what I am going to do right about now here is I am going to take a, filter is rolling. a, take a brief pause. And when I come back, I will have everything for you that I need. We got the Wichita State Women's Program squared away, so now we want to look at the conference as a whole. Probably look at men's and women's, and this will probably be the start of my series as I get ready to start breaking down the different college basketball conferences and what we can expect, men's and women's. I'm probably one of the only few that will give the women some love. And if you don't like the women's game, all I can say is shame on you. But be back after this word from my sponsors. So hold on. We will be right back to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your conductor, Anthony Smith. Welcome back to what could possibly be my last segment as I will go ahead and pass along some college football scores that we had tonight. I see at least that there were three games. The Florida schools hooked it up. Florida Atlantic University against FIU and Florida Atlantic University won that game 38-19. to What's going on with the Minnesota Gophers? Hope well, I guess Gophers are good for one thing, digging holes. And I guess that's what they did as the Iowa Hawkeyes. Manhandled the Minnesota Gophers, 35-7. to And the game pitting a team that's in the top 10, they just can't seem to get no higher. Number seven ranked Cincinnati Bearcats. Clawed the Pirates of East Carolina University by a score of 55 to 17. So let's just take a look at NCAA football. As a matter of fact, not only we're going to take a look. We also have some highlights of this Cincinnati game. So that could be a sneaky good game, Miami, uh, Miami, Virginia Tech, beginning of the day tomorrow. 
And they're going to go ahead and fake it. Cincinnati has a first down off a fake punt up 42 to 10. That, that definitely is a sign that they weren't happy about last year. And maybe, just maybe, as we were talking about, they want to put the nation on notice. A sign of some some sort. Because you're up that much or you're putting UCF on notice for something to work on next week. So, And as you just heard, yep, Desmond Ryder. I mean... They're up to the 10, and they pull off a fake punt on East Carolina. So, yeah, they were definitely sending a statement because they got that big game against UCF next week. It's Ritter. On a deep throw, drops it in beautifully. Falling touchdown, Trey Tucker. Hey, what? We've seen it two weeks in a row now where field position, you take advantage of it by taking a shot, another corner route against two deep zone, and it's thrown perfectly towards the sideline, and it allows. That was a perfect dime by Desmond Ryder. Drops a 45 yard dime for a Cincy touchdown. I mean, he couldn't have dropped that no more perfect than what he did. And I just hate that Cincinnati isn't getting the love that I think that they so rightly deserve because now we are looking at games that will be canceled or postponed this week, some games that have possibly had some ramifications on the college football playoffs. Uh, We know Alabama and LSU is postponed. That game is probably rescheduled. I mean, some games with national implications are rescheduled, so – it just remains to be seen. I mean, is there any kind of way that Cincinnati can crash the party? Yes, I'm on that bandwagon this year. I would like to see it happen. We see teams getting the NCAA basketball tournament. But why come they can't crack the Final Four? talk about a team that was on their game. Well, here's another one from Cincinnati on the defensive end. 93, we beat Florida State. They come back and play Boston College and lose it. Oh, here's another oh, set pick. This could be six. It is Jarrell White into the end zone for Cincinnati. Or that sniper position, boy, he reminds me so much of a teammate of mine in college, Alton Montgomery, he went on to play for the Denver Broncos, but kind of the same body type, physical player that was an underrated, underrated in coverage, but just found the football all the time, had a nose for the football, baits Ehlers into throwing it into his area, and... And then for the celebration, Gerald Gerald White dunked on the sideline. Someone had a basketball goal, and he dunked it for his celebration. The creativeness of these college kids and their celebrations. 
I'm just going to go on record and say it like this. Whether Cincinnati makes it into the college football playoff or not, I hope they end their season undefeated. And at the end of the day, end up ranked as one of the top four teams in the country. I think they deserve that much. Like I said last week, and after I know it was one game, but after watching USC struggle against Arizona State, I'm going to stick to what I said. I am not sold on USC making it into the college football playoff. Oregon may have a chance, but I would not take a one-loss Pac-12 team over an undefeated Cincinnati team. That's just me. I may sound crazy for that. But that's my feelings. That's my opinion. And I get it. Everybody has opinion, just like everybody has something that they sit on. You know the rest. That's the edited version of that statement. But I think Cincinnati deserves some love, and I'm going to give them some love, and hopefully some people will join my bandwagon, and hopefully some people within that committee will really take a good, strong look. Because look at this way. Yes, Wisconsin, they may even run the table in their conference until they play Ohio State. Now, looking at Cincinnati's schedule for the rest of the way, well, they did away with East Carolina. Now, they have three straight road games, starting with UCF next week. And Temple has showed that they're not no slouch either. And then there's another game that scares me, the last game of the season, at Tulsa. Yes, Tulsa is showing that there is another team in the state of Oklahoma that plays college football besides OU and Oklahoma State. But I believe Luke Fickle has this team locked, loaded, and focused. They're not looking down the road. They're looking next week at UCF. UCF has their fully undivided attention. Then there comes Temple then Tulsa, then the AAC championship game. And some are saying there's an 11% chance that they can run this table. But let's just see what the experts are actually saying. If we can pull that audio up. Like the rest of America, college football has felt the blows of COVID-19. It is like 9-1-1 shut the whole thing down. This has been the most consequential day in the history of college football. Star players opting out, schedules revised, games canceled. And all of that has opened the door for one team to dream a little bigger than it might have a few months ago. If you don't like what Cincinnati has done the last couple weeks, you're not watching. Touchdown, Bearcats! 
with six more weekends until the selection committee sets the semifinals. The All-State playoff predictor gives Cincinnati the ninth best chance to be there. That doesn't sound great, but teams higher on that list are going to lose. Can Cincy avoid doing the same? FBI gives the Bearcats about a one in five chance to win out through the AAC title game. And if they do, they'd have an 11-0 record with more quality wins than an undefeated BYU. And the predictor says they'd be legitimately in the playoff hunt. The remaining obstacles would be the Pac-12 champion and a possible second team from the ACC, Big Ten, or SEC. Currently, the predictor shows a 55% chance for a conference to have multiple playoff teams. But that's nowhere close to 100%. And as long as it isn't, Cincinnati can dare to dream. So there you have it. Now, is there the possibility that there could be two teams from the SEC? No. Because right now, Florida, with their win over Georgia last week, have basically set themselves up to be the sacrificial lamb in the SEC championship game to face off against Alabama. The only way the SEC gets two teams in, and this is my prediction, is Florida would have to knock off Alabama. The only way I see that happen is if Alabama goes in thinking we already have a spot. And they basically play the Good Samaritan. And that allows for a Florida win. Of course, now, Florida is very talented enough to most likely pull off that victory. Then that's when it gets dicey because now you're looking at Florida and most likely Alabama in the college football playoff final four. Which now leads to something a little bit more quirkier or a little bit more confusing. What does that do for Notre Dame? Now keep in mind, Notre Dame knocked off Clemson. So Clemson has one loss. If you're Cincinnati, the first thing you do is you only worry about yourself. Win out. Win your conference championship game. End of season 11-0. You do that, then you start playing the role of cheerleader. Now you're actually rooting for Notre Dame to actually beat Clemson for a second time. Because then that knocks Clemson out of the football, the college football playoff. That's what you then hope for. Once again, do I see a Pac-12 team? No, I don't. Really, I do not see that. Because I have the feeling USC will find a way to lose a game before they even play against the Oregon Ducks. 
which will to me in my essence give them two losses can Oregon be beat most likely I believe they can where's that loss going to come from not quite sure right now but those are just some takes on the way the college football playoff is shaping up Hopefully I have laid some groundwork, some nuggets. Looking ahead, I know Saturday is action-packed with a lot of college football, even with games being canceled. Can you believe basketball is right around the corner? We are looking at what? the This is what? The 13th day of November. And knock on wood. College basketball will be starting on November the 25th. Just to give you a quick glimpse of some games that we'll, we'll be looking at. These are teams, ranked teams playing against well, the lower rung. I mean, you looking at these games starting on Wednesday, November 25th. Yeah, St. Peter's going up against number four, Virginia. Eastern Illinois has gone up against number seven, Wisconsin. Gardner-Webb going up against number nine, Duke. Duke at number nine. Charlotte going up against number 12, Tennessee. Northwestern at number 14, Texas Tech. Charleston, number 16, North Carolina. University of Texas Rio Grande Valley. At number 19, Texas, Sacred Heart at number 24, Rutgers. And some of these games, they are announcing tickets as low as $5, tickets as low as $26. It's definitely the sign of the times in which we're living in with this pandemic. As we look at some more games, this will be a game that you can find on ESPN. You have Texas A&M against number 15, West Virginia. Lamar at number 17, Houston. Interesting slate of games. Wichita State versus Utah State. 
That'll be a 6.30 p.m. tip-off on ESPN2. Even though they are in the midst of a... Well, we don't know what they're in the midst of. I know national media outlets have said Wichita State and Greg Marshall will be parting ways at the end of the week. Well, we're at the end of the week, and nothing has been confirmed out of Wichita State. Number two, Baylor will be at number 18, Arizona State. That will be seen at 6 p.m. on ESPN. So there are so many slates. If we could run through this whole schedule of games. But I figured I would give you that much just to wet your basketball whistle. Hope that gets you ready for some college basketball. It's around the corner, and before you know it, it's going to be slapping us in the face. Well, until my next episode, which will most likely be on Saturday, take care of yourself and each other. Also, a quick programming note, I'm going to do a special Sunday edition. I mean, there's going to be some NFL highlights and scores. But I have a special interview coming up, so you'll want to be around for that one. So until next time, take care of yourself, each other, the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your conductor, Anthony Smith. Hope you enjoyed it.